At first glance, today's gospel reading looks like a rather unremarkable story. After the first couple of lines, you can already predict where it's headed. There's a man possessed by demons, which means Jesus is going to heal the man possessed by demons, and then things are going to go back to normal. Jesus does this stuff all the time, nothing new to see here. This just seems like a more extreme version of that story. The man is clearly in great distress because of this possession. He can't even speak for himself. Luke says that a spirit named Legion, a reference to a massive number, number of demons, has overtaken him. But watch the details in the story. The details are what make the story so fascinating. Our first hint that something is unusual here is Luke's aside that the man did not live in a house, but in tombs. So this man is from the city, but he doesn't actually live in the city. He lives on the outskirts of town where people bury their dead. So that's our first clue that something is up. And then we get the most important line. Luke says that this man was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. Read between the lines and you can see something very disturbing here. Luke is implying that the residents of the city found the demoniac so disruptive, so unpredictable, so dismaying that they chained him up in the tombs outside their city. They do nothing to help the man's condition. Instead, they just move him out of town where they don't have to think about him anymore. Instead of trying to solve the problem, they just try to make it somebody else's problem. They don't care that the man is possessed by demons. They just care that a man possessed by demons happens to be in their neighborhood. We still do this all the time, of course. We don't chain demoniacs in caves, but we try to keep up appearances by keeping people out. They try to push things away that make us uncomfortable and try to make them somebody else's problem. Last week, Spike from St. Matthew Trinity Lunchtime Ministry was here. He runs a soup kitchen in Hoboken. And after a church during coffee hour, someone asked him if their clientele changes throughout the year. And he said they serve more people at the end of the month when people start running out of money. And they serve more people whenever the city starts cracking down on homelessness. And by cracking down on homelessness, Spike does not mean the city is trying to end homelessness. He means they're trying to push out people who are currently homeless. Criminalizing behaviors like public sleeping, replacing benches with leaning posts so people can't sleep on them, covering flat surfaces with spikes so that people can't sit on them. Go to Jersey City, go to New York, just please go somewhere else. We don't chain people in tombs, we're too sophisticated for that. But sometimes we just make sure there's nowhere in town where they can get too comfortable. So what does Jesus do in this story? Well, he heals the man, he exercises the demons, and sends them into a bunch of pigs who go off a cliff, which I am not going to get into. And the man gets some clothes, relaxes, and sits at Jesus' feet. And Luke says that he was in his right mind again. Word gets back to the people in town, and Luke says, Everyone came out to see what had happened, and when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone. And guess how the crowd reacts? They're afraid. This is so good. This is the heart of the story. Why are the people afraid? Because now they see the man as a person, and it makes them realize what they've done. 
1974, the performance artist Marina Abramovich staged a piece entitled Rhythm Zero. And the premise of the piece was that Abramovich would be in a gallery for six hours. And laid out beside her were 72 objects, a rose, perfume, a feather, a comb. And for six hours, the audience was invited to do whatever they wanted. It started out relatively tame. People moved her arms or gave her a flower. And as the hours went on, it started escalating. People took a razor from the table and started cutting up her clothing. And eventually, someone in the audience picked up a gun from the table and put it to Abramovich's head. Then the six hours were up, the piece was over, and Abramovich turned around to face the audience. And guess what the audience did? They ran away. They sprinted out of the gallery as fast as they could. Why did they do that? Because they realized that she was a person. They'd been treating her as an object, and then in one single moment, she reclaimed her subjectivity. The audience recognizes the horror of what they've done, and as St. Luke would put it, they were afraid. The crowd in today's story has chained up the man possessed by demons and stuck him away in a tomb somewhere. They have solved the problem. But when Jesus heals the man, he reclaims his subjectivity. Suddenly, the crowd realizes that he is a person, and they have to come face to face with what they've done. How they've privileged their own convenience and quality of life over the life of this man they've turned into a problem. And this recognition is so painful for the crowd, they make Jesus leave. They actually kick him out of the city. They don't like having to face the things that they've done. Jesus might be the light of the world, but sometimes he makes us see things that we would rather keep in the dark. Now, the ending of this story might be my favorite part. Because what is Jesus all about in the Gospels? He's all about making disciples. Over and over again in Luke's Gospel, Jesus calls people as his disciples. He invites them to come and see what the kingdom of God is like. And they have to come right now if they want to follow him. No time to bury the dead. No time to sort through your possessions. The kingdom of God is here now, so you need to choose to be a disciple now. As Jesus is leaving the city, the man chases him down and begs Jesus to let him be a disciple. And what does Jesus say in response? No, there's no way I'm going to let you be a disciple. Jesus says, return home and declare how much God has done for you. And the man does. Why does Jesus do that? If Jesus is all about getting more disciples, why does he say this man can't be a disciple? Jesus sends him back because Jesus is not here to make people's problems go away. What that crowd wants more than anything is for the man to get back in the boat with Jesus and go somewhere else. Because if they don't have to see him, they can act like the whole thing never happened. You see, we can never undo evil. We can never reverse the clock and go back and do things differently. What's done is done, and that's the world that we live in now. But if you're wealthy like these Gerasenes, if you have some degree of status, if you have some amount of privilege, you can just make the problem go away. You can just push it out of sight where you don't have to think about it. And Jesus isn't going to let them do that, so Jesus tells the man to stay in the city and tell his story so that it never happens again so that the people of the city never think they've solved a problem by pushing it out of sight, 
so that they remember what they're capable of doing. And the next time they try to lock someone away in a tomb, at least one person is going to be there to call them out on it. See, we normally think it's the man possessed by demons who's the one who needs to be healed in the story. But it's actually the residents of the city that need to be healed. This community that's valued neighborhood character over civic justice and placed imagined quality of life over the quality of actual lives. Jesus doesn't just want to change what people do. Jesus doesn't just want to fix their problems. Jesus actually wants to change who they are. And that takes time, it takes relationships, and it takes a witness. Someone who can declare how much God has done. And there's some grace in that, too. That even for a people so self-centered and callous they lock the demoniac in a tomb, Jesus holds open the possibility of redemption. The past is irreversible, but the future is still ready to be decided. It's still open for us to follow God's call. But we can never live into God's promised future while we erase the things we've done in the past. Jesus brings us face to face with ourselves and sometimes reveals things that we'd rather not admit. Sometimes it makes us afraid. Sometimes it makes us want to run away. But it's only true by truly recognizing who we have been that we can become who God is calling us to be. Seeing the demoniac man face to face certainly made most of the people in that crowd uncomfortable. But remember, Jesus never promises us that healing is painless. He only promises that it's possible. It always is. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.